What a night. Take two. How do you think Connor's feeling right now? Broken? That's so funny. You know, he's fucked up on pain meds. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And welcome, everybody, to episode 16. We're on 16 right now, Are right? Are you sure it's not 17? I'm not. But nonetheless, <laughs> we're on We're on it. Well, welcome to Chop Heads MMA Podcast. We got my boy, Tommy D, the Reverend. We got Scoop Loop in the building and myself. Yes, sir. Loop. Um, we had a rough night last night. Just to Very. give everybody some, some context right out of the gate. Uh, Chop Sports launched their website, chopsportsmedia.com, and we had a launch we had a launch party at McDonough's Pub in Keyport. Um, it was a good turnout. We had about 40 or 50 of you animals showed up. Everyone got hammered. We did an open bar from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and we expected it to be around $500, maybe $600. <laughs> Shout out to Curtis Counts, who actually Venmoed us $100 because he couldn't be there to uh, throw it towards the tab. So I, I would be re- remiss if I didn't actually thank Curtis for that. Uh, he's been sponsoring Chop Sports since day one, so and he's behind the scenes. He doesn't even ask for any commercials, so I'll give him a little live read. Curtis is now with EXP Realty. He left Remax. I'm not sure what that means, but he told me it's good for his long-term career. So check out Curtis Sells Houses on CurtisSellsHouses.com if you need to sell a house, buy a house. And then there's that. I didn't even plan on doing that live read, but I think it was uh, warranted. That's definitely warranted to to give a hundred bucks towards the bill. And a hundred bucks a month since we yeah. started as a sponsor. So yeah, Curtis has been a, a legend, and he's a big part of how we started things off. So thank you, Curtis, for that. I know he probably doesn't listen to the MMA show, but he might. It and doesn't matter. That's you know, you gotta let him know that he got a shout out here. And Curtis is the reason that I am the alcoholic that I am today. So back to the open bar situation. I got I got two culprits right off the rip. Right, <laughs> Scoop's wife. Yep, Hammertown. Yep, Carl Gucci, Hammertown. Uh huh. Bro, I look, I look, everybody was uncomfortably comfortable in the very beginning. Everyone got there a little early. It was a little feeling out process, um, a little bit of networking, you know, stop and chat. The whole thing that nobody really likes to do is like, hey, I'm, how you doing? Oh, you're, you're this guy. You're that guy. And then yeah. we got, once the open bar hit, it was fucking craziness for that first hour. Not to mention it was 9 million degrees in there, but bro immediately shots lined up. I'm like, oh shit. We, we, like I said, we plan on spending 500. We ended up, you know, I don't want to divulge what we actually spent, but it was way more than 500. What and it I was can for tell one you hour. Is, what I can tell you is when the bartender um, came over to tell Dave what it was at, as soon as he told him, Dave pointed at him right to you. He's like, the Chris is there. How about this? You ready for this uh, shitty moment in, in my night? The card that I put down for the tab didn't go through because <gasps> because of fraud. They thought it was fraud, and I was too drunk to realize that all I have to do is go into my email and check it. So Dave had to put it on his card, and he said, you know, I know Dave's wife doesn't listen to our show, so it's not a big deal. But, yeah, we had to sort out some some Venmo transactions this morning, and I, which I still didn't even do, actually. I, I got Tommy knows how good I am at Venmo and oh. people. You but you, you eventually get it done. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I make you sweat a little bit because I'm waiting for the Giuliani drip. But I, I mean, it was Giuliani dripping all night. Yeah, last night was bad. I almost died. You I did. thought I was drunk, which I was drunk. No, you were drunk. Really fucked up. I was in all the way down there. Yeah. He was upset about McGregor, I think. Well, that too, but I, more so I lost the parlay, but we're going to get to that <laughs> a little bit later. Um, and then I had like unsolicited betting advice for my girlfriend. She's like, baby, stop betting with your heart. And I was like, shit, how do you know? <laughs> you know, you, you don't bet with your heart unless you're betting on Conor McGregor or, because you can't root against him. You know, I wasn't going to root against Conor last night. So I had to throw a little bit of money down. But where was I? Open bar? Did I go through the open bar? Yeah, we did yeah, the open I bar. So. Tommy uh, fought Jose Aldo in the parking lot. <laughs> no, I think it was um, Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, there you he go. Was, he was Mexican. Oh. And Tommy took it all the way back to 2001 and, <laughs> and put his knuckle into somebody's chin, apparently. No, it was Temple. Temple. What a good dude Tommy is. And now right? he has no knuckles left. That was that was really nice of you, Tommy. I'm glad that you went outside at the Chop Sports Media Party and decided to punch somebody in the face and <laughs> risk it all for the Chop Sports Network. Yeah, with, with, some, with the merch on, too, so yeah, they the, know where you're from. And it was the Chop Heads merch, baby. All right. Yeah, so I think that's brand. For Chop so Heads. Basically, he should have known better because you were out there chopping heads. If he would have known what the, what the Asian, the Japanese symbols meant on your shirt meant swordplay, 
that he would have thought twice about fucking with Tommy the Ginza. Well, I mean, who right? knows? He probably just came from washing the dishes at McDonough's Pub, and he wanted some money. Bro, where are you going? Tommy always got to get with racial. It's he always, of the he always gets racial. It's, it's, it's an Italian thing, I think. I, His I grandparents came from the boat and immediately hated everybody. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so we did have a nice turnout. Like, uh, like I said, Jimmy Palumbo did show up and provided the comedic relief for everybody because motherfucker had me laughing yesterday, man. And yeah. he was another, he's another culprit with the tequila. Um, he brought it all the way back to... Dirt's funeral in beer league with the tequila shots. Yeah, I was offered a couple tequila shots, and this is how I know I'm light years ahead of Tommy. Tommy knows that he's banged up, right? I know I'm banged up. You could buy me 10 tequila shots. I'm not taking one of them. I don't give a fuck. If I'm drunk the way I was yesterday, I shut it the fuck down. I think right? that just means you're more mature than Tommy. Yeah, I didn't go outside and punch somebody in the face. And I wasn't impressed with Tommy's actions. Like, Tommy came in bragging, and I was like, Tommy, you're fucking 40. What are you beating people up for? And then he was like, well, he tried to rob me. And then I was like, oh, all right, I get it. Yeah, get like, it. What, what the fuck, dude? What am I supposed to do? Here, go ahead. Take the money that's in my pocket. Go ahead. All right. Carl's texting me right now. I wonder what he has to say. Probably talking about that Yankee loss. But Bro, I just how brutal, up. How brutal was the Yankee loss today? I know that we're not really a sports uh, uh, baseball podcast, but I'd re I really got to fucking mention how sick I am about that. But I kind of love it as well. After last night's awesomeness uh, with... Cole throwing a fucking tantrum on the mound, wanting to stay in to pitch the complete game. Then you come in today and four foot two Altuve, who every Yankee fan just despises and wishes they can go back in time to give the mother money for a fucking abortion so he's not born. Oh man, Tommy just goes deep, deep. Into I, the, I I despise the, the terribleness Altuve. of you know, and he's going to be the one to win the game. It's, Political and racial issues. This is all we deal with with Tommy. So really? yesterday I was at the bar. I was saying, you know, don't, you know, don't take Cole out. Let him just let him finish. Don't put Chapman in today. I'm like, put Chapman in. Jesus, stop yeah. pitching. <laughs> Yo, that that had potential to blow up in Boone's face, by the way. But we're, let's stop talking about baseball because we're going to lose our listeners here. Um, more news about Chop Sports. NCAA ruled on on Jan, uh, July first that these athletes are now allowed to make money off of their likeness. I think it's called the NIL now. Is mm -hmm. what the rulings are based off of. I don't know much about it other than the fact that we landed about 12 Division One athletes and we got the one and only John Paz Poznanski, uh, fourth in the nation, 184-pounder from Rutgers. He took fourth in the nation this year and all-state wrestler from Colonia. He won the states. Um, it's a pleasure to have John on the fucking network. Yeah. And basically what we're doing is we're, we're helping these guys make some money. We're... We got a, a bunch of football players. We have Jimmy Palumbo's niece, who's a lacrosse player for Central Connecticut State. We have a nice little lineup. Um, we're going to be announcing them throughout the week. We already announced like 10 of them. So big news for us. It's another little uh, revenue stream, and it's a big revenue stream for these kids where they're finally yeah. able to make money off of their likeness. So I'm happy, and I'm super proud about what we've been able to do this week. Um, and Paz is a, is a beast. Yeah. And he's and, a freshman, and he's a beast. And not only that. All these kids that are um, freshmen now, they get four years, but they get that fifth year because if they were a COVID freshman, that, that year mm -hmm. doesn't count towards their eligibility. So technically, Paz could be a five-time All-American when he's all said and done, which we look forward to that. And potentially, I think Paz might be wrestling for the United States Olympic team one day because that's what his dreams are. I spoke to him personally, and that's what he said. He came in here in studio the other day, and he's one of the nicest kids I ever met. But the first thing I said to him, I said, bro, you know we got to go first takedown, right? Obviously, I was kidding, but at the same time, I really think it would be fun to to feel what it's like to wrestle somebody like that. I've always wondered, you know, I've always looked at these guys. You watch MMA and you see these guys that came up, and you're like, wow, you know, like I wonder what it would be like to just lock up once. So I, I'm kind of interested in locking up a pause, and I think that that might be a little bit of content for the network, right? Be great content for the network, and you might actually get rid of those kidney stones. Um. I thought I might get rid of him when I burned Scoop because two days after that, I was fucking hurting. We I don't swear. have a good history of uh, challenging people so far. So Well, well not, you don't. Well, we're 0-1. But I'm not going to actually go into this talking shit to Paz like, yo, I'm going to fucking cover yeah. you or I'm going to take you down. I'm going to bring a bucket. I'm going to puke in it. But probably will only last like five seconds, so I might not have to puke. He might toy with you. That's what, that's what the Grassos were saying. They were like, Joe Grasso was like, I'll pay to see that. Right. 
I will, I'll pay to see that too. Honestly, that's probably going to be some funny stuff. But the thing is, Paz is such a nice guy. I don't. He'll be like, nah, man. Like, I don't want to fucking embarrass you. I know he's gonna smash. Now you know what it's time for, right, guys? It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? All right, everybody. This week's episode of the Reverend Rundown is sponsored to you by Fightbook MMA. For all your combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news, head to FightBookMMA.com. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at FightBookMMA. All right, everybody. This week's Reverend's Rundown starts off with marijuana finally not being punishable by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, which spins us off into our next topic. Nick Diaz is rumored to be getting set to fight Robbie Lawler for his return to the UFC. No date has been announced for the rematch yet. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder have been rescheduled till October due to Fury and his entire camp having COVID-19. Travis Fulton, the man with the most fights in MMA history, was found dead in his jail cell this morning, hanging by his sheets. Uh, For those of you who don't remember, Fulton was indicted back in February and was sentenced to 70 years in prison for child porn. After his win at UFC 264, Dustin Poirier is already set up as the betting favorite against UFC lightweight champion Charles Oliveira. Dustin is set at minus 180, and Oliveira is set at plus 155. Little Nog seems to be the next aging ex-UFC star that wants to box YouTubers, says his brother Big Nog. And Jake Paul's trying his hardest to earn that red panty night by paying $100,000 for a sleepy Conor McGregor chain. Ladies and gentlemen, that was your very lackluster, unenthusiastic reverence rundown. Back to you, Chris Gucci. All right. Terrible job this time. Usually I I end this with saying, good job, Tommy, but that was a really shitty reverence rundown. Yeah, I just... We're all struggling. Yeah, we're struggling to get through this, man. I'm going to explain the biggest... thing that it doesn't make sense to me about the whole thing is the way you got excited to say child porn. You, 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 you looked at looked at each other. I was like, bro, are you serious? That was fucking uncomfortable. Um, who do you think killed him? Himself or Clinton? I think he Hillary killed himself. Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have any, I don't think he had any uh, info on Hillary, but 70 years for child porn, you know what those prisoners do to those scumbags that like yeah. fuck kids and do shit like that. So, um, so good riddance to whatever yeah. his name is, Travis Fulton. Uh, nobody would ever hear about this if Tommy didn't fucking put it in his shitty reverence rundown. So excellent work on that. I say that as I roll my eyes. And um, the only other thing of note here is that, that you'd even mention the Jake Paul trying his hardest to earn red panty night. At this point, why would that even be a thing? Why would you think that Conor McGregor is going to be fighting anytime soon? And if he is going to fight, you think he's going to come back and fight him right away? No, but no. this this jerk off is trying his best. Obviously, I mean, a hundred grand for a a chain of you know Conor McGregor after he got TKO'd. Like, really? Yeah, you know that's what he's trying to do. Mm, burp number one, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy's been breathing real heavy and burping and shit. He's right on his way home. Tommy had his Uber driver stop and get a, a quick check sub or Wawa sub, and he had too much sriracha sauce, and he told me that his asshole was bleeding. <laughs> and I'm not editing that it's out. so bad, bro. So Tommy is now going through it. He has a hemorrhoid and ulcer and acid <laughs> reflux all along with a Giuliani drip that he actually shaved off, so you can't even make fun of that anymore, I'm unfortunately. Dying. Um, we're off to a fucking blistering start here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But what we're going to do now is we're going we're gonna to head on out to break. Uh, you'll hear a word from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the underbelly of UFC 264 and then get into the meat and potatoes, which is the Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight. Do we have anything to that take was a shot of, of? Little hair of the dog. That was the sound of Conor's leg <laughs> snapping. Hey, guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843 315-5913 and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell them Chop Sports sent you. 
My goodness. Oh, fuck. That really hurt. Uh, all right, everybody. We are back, and we are ready to talk about UFC 264. Uh, I'd say it, it kind of delivered. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, it delivered. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a good card other than the fact that the, the way the main event went. But What do you think there, Scooper? I think I, I agree with you. I won some money on the Poirier, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> Everybody's winning money. Except me. Except except you, Chris. But you know what? Not everybody was a winner. Ryan Hall suffered his first UFC loss uh, by way of knockout. I did not see that coming. Uh, we were sitting there with with Kyle and his girlfriend, the the pick biz, and she sat there and said to me, "Well, you know, I think uh, Hall's going to lose by first round knockout." I'm like, "Have you ever seen him fight? Nobody knocks him out." And then he got knocked out. Do you think this was just one fighter being better than the other, or do you think maybe this is going to be like the decline of Hall because of his style? Well, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's the decline of Hall because he was never really on the rise. He hasn't fought enough. He's not really fighting stiff competition. You know, you say a BJ Penn when BJ Penn was damn near dead. Uh, Gray Maynard was his, we talked about last week, Gray Maynard was, that was an entertaining fight, but nobody wants to fight this guy. And he's just a one-trick pony. And you can't get by it forever being a one-trick pony in the UFC. He's mm-hmm. eventually going to run into somebody that's just going to fucking knock him out. It was it was bad right from the start. Yeah. Yeah, it was very bad right from the start. I mean, you know, another Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's going to be working on not being in that position for that His, his transitions role. into that, that 50-50 role were worse than my transition into your reverence rundown today. <laughs> yeah. We have to acknowledge how choppy that was before we <laughs> keep going. Oh, my God. And he... I'm gonna just going to say this, too. I got cold sweats right now. <laughs> I keep on putting on my sweatshirt and then taking it off and then putting it on. This is not a good situation no. here at the Chop Studios right now. No, we got, we got Dave in the office. He's dying. Tommy's <laughs> taking fucking 15-second pauses in between breaths, in between words, with these deep breaths. All we hear is him breathing through the mic. Scoop, I don't even know what... Scoop's happy. He's the only one that's happy. Yeah, I'm here. I don't, I don't think I'm comprehending much, but Yeah, I'm this here. is a brutal one. Everyone's expecting this amazing episode out of us today. They were like, Mark Ambo Miller talking, like, I can't wait to listen to the episode. It's going to be great. And it's like, nah. <laughs> nah it's going to be not. more It's going to be more comedic enjoyment for all of you because we're just, we're, we're dying. Listen, we're, we're, you know, approaching 40. Well, I'm approaching 40. Chris is already 40. No, I'm not. You're, I'm on my 40th year, but I'm not actually 40. You know. 36. Scoops 36. We uh, we don't drink like we used to. So When alcoholic, someone drunk guy talk, nobody cares about him. It, it's kind of taking its toll on us um, for they, how much we do How drink. about this? If I don't edit out the long pauses in between Tommy's words and phrases, it would be a fucking four-hour episode. <laughs> or the coughs. The coughs have got to stay in because I just there's too many of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if I laugh at this point, I cough. <laughs> right? I haven't even smoked weed in a week because I can't stop coughing. And everyone's like, do you have the pandemic? And I said, no, I am the vaccine. <laughs> I am not. I do not have the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so where do they go with Ryan Hall from here? I mean, do you think more guys are going to be coming out of the woodwork to fight him now, considering that they've seen him get knocked out? It's not like Ryan Hall is some big win. So no, there's just still a heavy risk involved because it could potentially be surgery if you don't tap in time. And <laughs> It's not like, like I said, Ryan Hall, beating Ryan Hall, is, it's nice, it's a payday, but it's not something that you really are going to hang your hat on at this point, especially after watching him get starched in the first round on Saturday night. All right, well, let's, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the natural-born Keeler, Carlos Condit, came out a little bit short against Max Griffin. Yeah, Look, he Gri- just, Griffin put on a really good fight. Bro, right from the bell, opening bell, Condit looked way too relaxed in there. And this is about the part of the night where I lost it. And I don't mean lost it like yeah. angry or anything. I just I, I, was I started actually, to fade. I was actually uh, watching it right next to you, the Condit fight. And you were uh, forming good sentences. And then the next fight, I think it was uh, O'Malley. And then I, I don't know where you went. No, it wasn't O'Malley. I think the, the next fight after that was uh, Aldana. No, I think it was O'Malley. Yeah, no, see, this O'Malley was... <laughs> anyway. <it's> not here. <laughs> Anyway, no, it was the Nico Price and Pereira fight was the next fight after that. And I was before that. Okay. 
like I said, right around that time I was lost. Yeah. Okay. I was just kind of waiting for my bets to take place because yeah. I bet on the the last three fucking fights of the night. <laughs> I like look. You know, Max Griffin did his job. Um, I get what you mean that that Condit looked too relaxed in there. I, I'm just wondering now. We talked about is this kind of like the end of the road for him? Like last week, I was saying he I mean, like he, he retired already and then came out of retirement. Yeah, so it's, it's does he have that killer instinct really anymore? Like, yes, yeah, so a win against Matt Brown is awesome. Yeah, yeah, but it's another older guy. Um, against a guy that's really taking the fight to him like that, no, he's yeah. he's. I said I don't really see anywhere Max Griffin's going to be able to be better than Condit, and he was literally better than him everywhere. Everywhere, so yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong, and that's kind of been the going rate with me. In any any time Conor McGregor is on a card, I just fucking shit the bed, just absolutely shit the bed. I can't fucking get it right. Oh, what did you think of the fight there, Scoopinator? A Condit fight? Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, Griffin's on a three game, uh, three game, wow, three. Woo. I'm just the Scoop's gonna get fired for that. That's almost the equivalent of AJ, the intern, fucking calling Donald Cerrone a scrub. We don't really have much great things to say about Cerrone of late because he's on like a seven-fight skid, but put some respect on Donald Cerrone's name, yeah. AJ. Stop fucking talking crazy shit and, and scoop. Their fight's not games. So anyway, I think Griffin dominated. Uh, you know, last what last fight he fought uh, with Keenan? That one, that one fight of the night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he looked good against, against Condit, so I don't know. You know, I don't know what's next for him. I don't think he's gonna get. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't you think know, it's going. Is, it, is a win over Condit really that yeah, important these days? I'm just glad that you were paying attention because you're on like your twelfth rum bucket at that point. Is that what Scoop is drinking? Rum yeah. buckets? Were you really drinking rum buckets? Yeah, there was a time. That's that's terrible. They were fourteen dollars. That's why the tab was no, so high. I, I, did the, I did the rum buckets before, no. before, <laughs> and I'm after. Just fucking around, bro. <laughs> the whole scoop family. <laughs> well, the O'Donnells came, you know. That's, yeah, the Espositos and the O'Donnells. Who is? I'll ask you off air. Oh, this is such the great. This is the greatest episode. All right. Of all so, time. what was the next fight? Now, do we even have to talk about the fucking Nico? Price and well, Pereira yeah, because that was close. People are really kind of contesting, you know, that that Nico Price actually won that fight. They're trying to say that Pereira didn't win. No, oh, Pereira won. Was, I didn't even. I didn't notice any at any point. I didn't see Nico Price doing anything. It was very. Cl- I'll give it that. It was very, very close. And maybe it could have gone either way. It was twenty nine, twenty eight. I think basically the only thing that right. I saw was a bunch of near submissions and a full mount. So at that point, I was like, oh. He won. He dominated. Mm-hmm. I didn't really watch another minute of that fight, so can't really were, talk about it. Because you were too busy. I was in Hammertown, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you were too busy schmoozing and doing shots. Well, here's one that's going to make us all smile, and I know it made me smile while it was happening. Ty Tuavasa knocks the living shit out of ex-cowboy uh, Gunner. Ex-Panther. We call him ex-cowboy just because it bothers Dave. Yeah. Gunner. Greg Hardy. It was nice to see him just get knocked on his ass like that. I remember you. Uh, we were watching me and you, and I'm like, "Oh, they called it too early." I'm like, "No, that was a good stoppage." I'm like, "I think I just wanted to get a get like a couple more hits on yeah, his face. Just, just a, a couple more. <laughs> He's damn near dead. Yeah, that's why I, I wanted him to be more dead. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. So that was the first leg of my parlay that I did hit. I was obviously one for one at that point, one for three at that point, and we got a shoey out of it. Uh, two, two. It was two. It was two shoeys? Oh, one in the ring and so one bad. on the way back. He took it some girl's boot and did some wild. wild oh, he's a foot guy. A booty. I can relate. What's up, Ash? <laughs> 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 I won't edit that out either. <laughs> yeah, man. So I just wonder how much the allure of Greg Hardy is really still going to be there. Like, he's not that exciting of a fighter. He doesn't. He doesn't control the mic well. He doesn't talk shit good enough. He he just made a fucking fool of himself the entire weekend. Although he did almost knock him out right away. He did. Yeah. He did almost win the fight. So that's what happens at heavyweight, though. When you when you barnstorm somebody and you just fucking catch him, and then it turns into a shootout. They usually end, and it's you. You saw it with the uh, Congo and and Pat Barry, where they each knocked each other out four times in thirty yep. seconds, essentially. You know what I think they need to do? Give Greg Hardy to Curtis Blades. I would love to see Curtis Blade just beat the shit out of him for three rounds. Because he can't finish anybody? Is that what you're saying? He would finish him with those elbows. Yeah, maybe. But we, then it wouldn't be three rounds. Greg Hardy's going to be put on fight nights now. He's not going to be on a 
I mean, Greg Hardy hasn't fought under on an undercard yet. He's been on the main uh, card yeah. every single fight so of his is career. Is it time? <laughs> is it time yet? No. I think he's got. I don't know. Whatever. It, it all depends on what his on what his contract is. I mean, who the hell knows? People still people still pay to see him because everybody wants to see him get knocked. Now that he's been knocked out, I'm wondering if people are still going to pay to see him, unless you're giving him a you know real good formidable opponent, but. I guess we'll find out. I'm glad we got two shoeies out of the deal. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the sugar show. Sugar, sugar show. I don't even have it in me. Sugar show. That's how I sound right now. Well, yeah, I'm surprised Martina took like 200 headshots and though kept going though. Good for him. Uh, yeah, but do you think... O'Malley hits that hard then? No, he was no. piecing him up. I was pissed off because I did bet O'Malley first round KO on an odds boost. And I am the sucker for the odds boost. I always talk shit about it. I consistently talk shit about the sucker bet. The odds boost is a sucker bet. And I put in like three a week. So and I, I have 0 for 11 on the odds boost. So I'll never do that again until the next one that I see that's really interesting. And then I'll... Was there an NBA game on yesterday? No, it's tonight. No, it's tonight. So what's the odds boost on that? We'll find out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a. I think that was a bad stoppage. Yeah, that was a terrible yeah, stoppage. That terrible was awful. stoppage. They should have let that kid go out on his shield. He didn't even fucking get put down. No, I don't think maybe once, once in the end of the first once. round where I thought I might have fucking had my money, but it just wasn't enough time left in the round. And when you, you know, you're bringing up the NBA. Uh, did you do you remember as he did the killer crossover into a spinning wheel kick at one point in the round? Yeah, I remember. I watched that fight very intently because I had money on it. So, yeah. I mean, look, he's exciting when he's in there. I think it was a pretty bad look that he... Wasn't impressive. Wasn't an impressive I mean, his, his striking rate was really high. And yeah. he's super accurate. Almost everything he threw landed, but he didn't put anything on it. And that dude was fucking tough, man. I think he realized early on that, you know... He was out of his league. No, I don't... No, that kid brought it. He knew before the fight he was out of his league, and he still brought it. I'll give him credit. I think Sugar Show realized I might not be able to put this guy away the way I want to, so I'm just going to piece him up. And when you got a guy that just keeps on coming forward, keeps on coming forward, keeps on coming forward, and you're a guy that likes to fight at distance, everything that O'Malley was doing was on his back foot. He was backing up as he threw every strike. So he just pieced him up with a jab. He used his reach. You got to give credit where it's due to that other kid, though. Yeah, oh, we'll definitely see him again, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely so, see him So again. I don't want to sit here and say um, O'Malley didn't have a good showing. Even though I was pissed off yesterday, I was definitely barking that yesterday. I was like, what a pussy. He couldn't even yeah, yeah, but, I mean, but that's because I lost money. So. Yeah, but is it, was it really? Like, yes, it was a good showing because he threw a 1,000 strikes against a guy who had no head movement and was just moving forward. But for somebody like O'Malley, who talks the way he talks, does the things that he does, promotes himself the way that he does, if you're not finishing fights that you should fit, and I don't count that ending as a finish. I don't because well, if if O'Malley doesn't count his win or his loss as a as a <laughs> loss, then you can't count that as a finish. I I really don't count that as a finish. I think that kid that was a very early stoppage. That kid could have went out the rest of that round. He got a nice payday though, seventy five thousand yeah. by the night. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That that's why I think we'll definitely see him again. O'Malley should have done was like you said, Chris. He should have went for the finish in the first round, and he just wanted to dance around and hit him five hundred times, and just keep dancing around. You know, eventually he's going to have to take the fight to the ground. Eventually, he's going to have to do what we've said he's had to do for a fucking long time. I, I'm a big O'Malley fan, and I always, I always say that. You know, I, I precede my shit talking with saying that I'm a big O'Malley fan to kind of justify what I'm about to say is that he needs to fight some fucking stiffer competition. I know that there was other guys that would have stepped up, and he's saying, after the in the post fight, he said, you know, this dude's a tough motherfucker. He took the fight on eleven days' notice when no one else would. No, that's not true. Plenty of other fucking fighters would. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's O'Malley's fault because I doubt it is. I think it's more of the UFC thing where they don't want to put a tough guy in there on eleven days' notice because it's a risky fight for a guy that they're obviously protecting. I don't want to say that they're protecting, but you understand what I'm getting at. They they got to rock it up his ass. But only the thing is, it's not really a rock. They didn't really light the fuse yet. You know, they keep on building them, building them, building them. But how is he going to do against a guy that's got fucking wrestling and is willing to take him down or somebody that isn't afraid to stand in there with him like a Cheeto Vera who will go kick for kick and, and keep it really basic, you know, and just I think that he's going to have issues with guys that pressure him forward, 
put him up against the cage and go for the takedown. I know he has good submissions, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what this fight did was promote his opponent more than it did for, for O'Malley. O'Malley went out there, got a paycheck. This kid now has a career with the company. You know what I mean? Um, as long as he goes out and wins his next fight, obviously against competition that's more on his level, we might be able to see something out of this kid. So, I, you know, uh, that's kind of, and I'm kind of glad that I had said, you know, it wouldn't have been a bad idea to put like 10 bucks on this kid with the odds the way they were just because we didn't know. Like, could you imagine if that kid somehow ends up like knocking O'Malley out? You know what I mean? Like that was the danger that O'Malley was putting himself in. Yeah. By not putting that kid away early. Yeah. O'Malley says uh, next, I guess, um, you know, Garbrandt hasn't won since 2002 or 2012. Peter Yan's petrified. Dominic Cruz is ducking him. And Rob Font, where is he at? Rob Font, he does, he's not a big name, but he has a chance to be a big name with, with an O'Malley win. Well, he's uh, Rob Font, his star is rising right now with the company. But he's older. He is. So time is now for Font. I would like to see him get that fight for his sake. I'm not really, you know... I, it's not something that really gets me excited with, with Font. I'm not really a, a big Rob Font fan, but that could be changed. If he beats O'Malley, I'll give him his due. He, he is a tough guy, and he's well-rounded, and he will fucking bring the fight to, to O'Malley for sure. So yeah, Tyson Chartier and that, that whole New England cartel, they're they are doing big things right now, and that would be a great fight. Yeah, well, that's the reason why I don't really like him. <laughs> you know, I don't fucking like the New England posse up there <laughs> only because of geographical purposes in the red sox situation so. and the patriots well i don't like the patriots because of the red sox so oh, okay you know that works all right well let's talk about the uh co-main event you called it you said this is definitely not anywhere near wonder boy's realm and he, he got outclassed by gilbert burns i just don't see them giving gilbert burns a title shot because he just had one. No way. And even after the in the post fight presser, Dana was asked about the fight, and he said it was just not a good fight. He said, "Yeah, well, Burns won. He did what he had to do, but it was nothing special." For Burns to come out and get another shot at Usman, Usman dusted Burns. So there's going to be he needs several training camps. And let's be fair here. Not only did Usman dust him, he beat him at his own game. Yeah, he beat him in the stand up game. He didn't beat him on the ground where everybody right. said it was he was going to beat him. He beat him standing yeah, up. Yeah, so that's we could we could wipe that off of the slate. There's no Usman and Burns fight in the near future. But that said, who is next for Burns? I mean, I, I don't know. You want to say Masvidal possibly? Um, you know, Covington is probably going to get the title shot. There's a Nate Diaz out there, but Nate I Diaz. I think Bur Burns think called out Masvidal. Masvidal. Yeah. He called out all three of them. I think, he, I think it'll be Masvidal. He called out Nate. Um, Masvidal and somebody else But the other fights just don't make sense Nate isn't going to fight him uh, Masvidal will fight him I believe they have some history In terms of the whole Florida MMA scene You know, Black Zillions uh, American Top Team American Top Team situation I believe that there is definitely some clash going on there It's kind of hard to keep track of all those guys at this point Because they've bounced around And they've all been teammates And American Top Team has had pretty much fucking everybody, everybody. Yep so, <laughs> and they're willing to fight each other, apparently. So, it just comes down to, I guess, when and how much. Yeah. I, I like Burns in the, against Street Jesus if they do happen to fight, though. I don't know why. I just, like, I think, I think uh, Masvidal, something about him just doesn't do it for me after he, he got starched. Yeah, he peaked, and he even, the, even though he, it's the, almost like the Nate Diaz thing. I have a hard time picking Nate in fights, even though I'm a big, huge Nate fan. It's just, you see glaring deficiencies in their game, and they, they're not really evolving the way that the sport has evolved. They're just too willing to take punishment. Take punishment, essentially, yeah. yeah. And and lose on the cards. Uh, you know, and but which is why they get the fights though, because they're willing to take the punishment and put on exciting shows. And there's there is something to that because you'll see a guy like Usman will, will want to fight Nate and he'll give Nate a title shot coming off of two losses before he like Usman would rather fight Nate than Leon Edwards and, and mm -hmm. Colby Covington right now. For obvious reasons, I think Nate's the easiest fighter out of all of them, but because it's the biggest payday, and that's that's how Connor got Poye, which I guess we could fucking move right into it, right? Well, what do you think? What about Wonder Boy? What about him? I, what do they do with him now? Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> PFL does it? Does now, he, honestly, he's one, two of three. It, it's a little stretch to say PFL, but who's he gonna be? Maybe a Nate Diaz, maybe the winner. Winner of Robbie Lawler and, and Nick Diaz, if they happen to fucking Yeah, I do mean, it. do you, as he's solidifying himself as the gatekeeper, 
Or is this one of these things where, you know, I know you mentioned PFL. Uh, what if he jumped down, jumped to Bellator? Like, different atmosphere, different kind of opponents. Uh, you know, if he has yeah, championship know, aspirations. I know he's getting a little bit older. I, I, I don't know. You know, it sucks because Wonder Boy, like you said, was one of the most exciting guys. Bellator and Michael Venom Page. Michael Venom Page could finally step up and fight a legit kickboxer and... Stephen Wonderboy Thompson could go out there and put on a show against a guy that's willing to stand up with him and let you see a nice fucking... That would be a great fight. I like that. Right? That's a good one. But now there's a lot of things that have to happen for that to happen. So you heard it here first. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson leaves the UFC, goes to Bellator, and knocks out Michael Venom Page. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm here. totally here for totally. that. Totally. All right, so now can we move on? You, I mean, you really want to move on to, yeah. uh, to talk about that main event? I don't want to talk about it at all, actually, but we got <laughs> Bre- to. Breaking we got news. To. We got to. I didn't even look at my notes once. It's probably it was, why the episode It was, it was so breaking bad. news in that main event with Dustin Diamond Poirier. A little breaking. And uh, Conor McGregor, who became the one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. What the fuck? All right. There's a few things that I want to divulge into immediately on this one. 10-8 round. Do you think it's a 10-8 round? Two of the judges had a 10-8. And I know there's not much else we could talk about. Connor broke his fucking leg. He lost the fight, right? He was getting, I wouldn't say dominated, but he got completely, he lost the round. Right? Yeah. Do you think the check, like a checked? No, stop. Uh, no, right. stop. That was, a, that was a clean, Dustin didn't know what he was saying when he said that. He said, I think I might have been something on the check kick or whatever, but that wasn't the case. Everybody saw what happened. It was, it wasn't broken before that. It was just a freak thing. It was a freak thing. Um, unfortunate thing. And, it's interesting to see. I think that was the only way that Connor could lose where you might see Connor again. Yeah. You know, if Connor got put away in a, in a 25 minutes fucking ass whooping or even submitted in the second or third, like Dustin was putting it on him a little bit. It was not a 10 8 round in my eyes, unless you factor in the fact that he broke his ankle. I think they might have been factoring that in. Uh, but in a vacuum, take the ankle break out of it. There was no significant damage. There was no submission attempt. There was no mount. There was no controlled. You know, he was on top. He no, I would have gave Dustin 10 9. It was just a clean 10 9 round. And anything, anybody that says 10 8, Max Kellerman, Bisping, Dominic Cruz. Oh, you mean the, the great Stephen A. Smith and Stephen, Max, oh, Max Kellerman? The pre fight the with Stephen A. Smith where he had his headphones on, like pretty much like the Star Trek dude. Were you covering his eyes? <laughs> the, the guy from Reading Rainbow? Yeah, LeVar Burton. <laughs> LeVar Burton. I know him from uh, Community. No? Nope. Community? Nope. Right. Unless it's Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, or Your Honor. <laughs> you guys watch Your Honor? I've been uh, plugging no. Your Honor all week on the on the network. Bro, you have Showtime? No. Oh, do you have Showtime? No, I don't think so. No, I don't. I do. I don't have HBO. I, have, I use someone else's HBO login, but Look, I have Showtime. Showtime, Your Honor, watch it. You're welcome. Anyway, moving on to the telecast. People are actually saying that because Max Kellerman is a boxing analyst that he knows how to score a 10-8 and a 10-9. Now, that in itself is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because Max Kellerman is a bad boxing analyst, let alone a bad, a good UFC analyst. What makes a 10-8 round in boxing is different than what makes a 10-8 round in MMA. Mm-hmm. MMA is open to discretion. Boxing almost isn't. Unless there's a point deducted for a fucking kick in the dick or something like that in MMA, it's discretion, you know? It's not like boxing, you get a knockdown, like Tommy said, and it's 10-8. Two knockdowns, 10-7. A kick in the dick, 9-7. You know? So there's, yeah. there's, there's ways that you could remove a, a point from a round. In MMA, like I said, it's just open to discretion. If you get dominant position, you're in mount, you almost finish a guy, he's leaking from six spots on his face, but he makes it through the round, that's 10-8. That's a 10-8 round. And even that's still discretionary because was he fighting back that he's leaking? Like, you look at you look at Nate. He's busted open early no. every time. So, um, and Frank Yeager, too. So it's like... Connor was doing decent work from the bottom. He always does. He's very active from his back. i got to give him that. He was landing pretty good elbows. Now, was it... Was it really going to stop Dustin? No, he had, he had a couple up kicks. It wasn't just completely domination where... I came away from the, the first round. If there, if his leg didn't break, I was really not feeling good about Connor going forward. Call a spade a spade. He was not he was not executing his game plan. He mm-hmm. he shouldn't have gone for that submission because Connor's not a wrestler. So when you or a grappler, when you when you go for a Hail Mary submission like that, you burn out. There's just no reason for it. He was almost keeping himself safe by doing it and in doing that burned himself out, which we would have noticed 
as the case if we probably by the end of the shatter his round. fucking shin. Yeah. So that's the only way I could give it the ten eight was because of the of the whole shin incident. I, I, you I know, I want to point out the fact that I'm not I'm not sitting here and standing up for Connor and saying, Oh, it's ten eight or ten nine, Connor, Connor, Connor No. I'm just trying to point out the fact that MMA judging is piss poor and this is something that we take seriously on the Chop Heads podcast, we, yeah. you know, the problems with MMA are MMA judging, and we've talked about it at length on, on previous episodes. It's something that really needs to be fixed. No, no Almeida. The, all these guys that I thought were going to be judges, I just don't see them. But you know? that's, I mean, that's not Ricardo's fault. So, like, how these, the UFC doesn't pick the judges. No, I know, yeah, I the, know. It's the, the commission. You know, the, the commission. So, Ricardo just might be New Jersey or, you know, uh, the New Jersey and New York Athletic Commission. That's, like, that's, that's, that's the crappy part. You know what I mean? Um, and there's these things that are that have been in combat sports for so long that it's it's going to take a really, really long time to adjust and shift the, the focus because there's, there's multi-million, even billion-dollar organizations that are running commissions in the state. You know, that, that's a business. It's not a commission isn't an over... They oversee things, but they do it because they make money. And I'm, I could be wrong. I mean, if somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, but... They're not doing it for free, right? No. So it's going to take a, a lot of power, and the fighters are going to have to band together and things like that, and I just don't ever see it happening. Well, what, you know, we've talked about this before. The 10-point must system needs to go, and they need to sit down with John McCarthy and some of the owner, like, you know, uh, Dana, Scott Coker, uh, the, the owners of PFL, well, the problem is Dana White won't get involved with anybody. And they have to sit down with the athletic commission and come up with a point system just for MMA. Or they could just adapt the pride rules and go from there. Yeah. That's really what they should do. They they took all this sanctioning and they made all this no no kicks to a down opponent, et cetera, et cetera. And that was only to make US, uh, MMA legal again in our country. Mm -hmm. Now... That was when people were looking at it as like a savage sport. Now it's gotten mainstream. It's on ESPN. Go back to the old way. Go back to the old way. That's the only way to do it. And now maybe there's a reasoning, even bigger reason why they won't do it is because MMA is mainstream. But you got guys shattering his fucking leg on on yeah on pay per view, know, and they're going to show highlights of that. So seventy five times. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like it's everybody's a wow. You know, this is a. a <laughs> I listen to Jimmy Palumbo. He's. He's like, this fight's going to end in controversy. And he was right. Obviously, not really that controversial, but the things that he was saying throughout the fight, he's like, he's got him up against the cage now. He's like, so what does the guy in the green do? He starts jerking him off here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's one of these times where I wish uh, Marv Albert was commentating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's see that again. <laughs> Look Look at his leg break right Are there. Are you trying to do Jimmy Palumbo's impersonation of Marv <laughs> Albert? No. It was, uh, don't getting you remember? really weird. Tommy wants to bang Jimmy. No. Don't you remember? Uh, He's like, you know I'm on his show tomorrow, right? You know you know I'm going to come on his show tomorrow, to right? Show. Don't, you, don't you remember uh, Celebrity Deathmatch when they had the, the clay impersonation of Marv Albert? And it was... Uh, did he bite a girl's back? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Could you I, imagine he did that nowadays? He would. His career got an extra 30 years. Well, was, I think it was like Pam... I think it was Pam Anderson... Like the clay model of her in there, and you just kept saying, "Let's see that again." And you just saw her tits <laughs> jiggling. <laughs> anyway, ten eight was uh yeah, I agree with you guys. It was stupid. Yeah. Even when you said, uh, I mean, there was nothing that um, Poirier did that made it ten eight, and you said, you know, the only the way it could be a, a broken, you know, broken ankle, but he didn't do that either. And so that's that's stupid too. It's I, stupid, but all right, cool. I, my ankle's broken. I lost a point. Congrats, See to me, won, like this, to me, if it ends in the first round, the scorecard shouldn't mean dick. There shouldn't even be anything written on that card until the end of the first round. If it, if there's no knockout. Also, I'm glad you guys are sober now because last night I asked both of you, you know, if McGregor is, is this the end of McGregor, and you both fucking said yes, both of you. Well, I wasn't even coherent. That's one bit. That, I'll take that because he's I'm, definitely coming I, back. I mean, yeah, that I just said. I said the only well, Dana, way that Dana said it last night at the press conference. He's setting up the fourth fight when Connor's bro. Better. How it was such a sad scene when Joe Rogan sat down next to <laughs> Connor McGregor to interview him. Like, what are you the doing? Memes, like, hey, what up? are you doing? There was several memes out of last night. The Connor situation is. Definitely a meme. And There's, big up to, to Poirier's wife for just sticking to Honestly, I, this is why. You know what, though? That's, he got he deserved it. Oh, shut up, dude. He got Poirier paid. He, 
she should be fucking thanking Connor because her her husband is a rich man solely for the, not solely he puts in the work too but because of the Connor fights and because of what he does and the antics and things like that but I think that's why they shouldn't let family members in the cage because she has no place there if somebody on Connor's family was there and saw that I would slap the shit out of her if I was fucking D it's gonna be like Tommy against the Mexican in the ring right there but you understand what I'm saying that's that's his family was probably working that's we adding were. fuel to to a situation that already is extremely volatile the guy's down on the ground with a broken bone Dustin was saying things and he's just not being himself where he was like yo fuck him he's a piece of shit he said talking about murder that's exactly what you say before a fight I don't want to hear that that you shouldn't talk like that before a fight trash talk no holds barred but you don't talk about murder he's like what come on bro this is a fucking fist fight he saw he's doing it to sell pay-per-views you're welcome Right, because Dustin, I didn't hear a word out of him prior to the fight. He didn't do shit to sell it, and it's not his job to sell it. He's, his job is to go in there and. So he fight. was the one who won. So if anybody had to sell it, it it's got to be Connor. Exactly. But my thing is, people, which was a fucking act the whole way through. Yeah, but if you people, didn't see through that, then yeah, yeah. but people are going to take offense to it. Look, look at Khabib. Look, <laughs> take, take offense to it. I understand, but that's why because of that. They shouldn't let family members in the cage. It should be coaches. It should be people that are that are licensed with the commission, et cetera, because they've had way too many in-cage incidents. When are they going to learn their lesson? Her doing that, I get why she did it. I just, I don't think it's a D, uh, I don't think it's a, a Poye problem. I don't think that she was wrong. I think that the UFC is stupid for l allowing that to happen because what's going to, what good could come of that? I'm sure Dustin's going to get fined for that. No, no. Dustin can't get fined for the something that somebody else did. The UFC sure he allowed her. No, he can't. The The commission can fine him. For what? His girlfriend or his wife gave finger. him the finger? It's Connor just, him. Connor was, did you hear Connor was on the ground saying, <laughs> like, still talking shit? Like, your wife is in my DMs. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up, Connor. You're, what could you, you're like, you're, you're literally on the ground with your bones sticking out of your skin, I think. <laughs> I'm surprised Dana didn't, like, put his arm, or not Dana, uh, Jim Rogan put his arm around him, like, patting his head. Bro, this <laughs> is the truth. I was so drunk last night, and obviously at the point of that, at that point, I was outside dripping sweat. I almost, <laughs> died after the Connor fight and everybody was like wow he's really upset <laughs> it wasn't because of that like I literally oh had heat stroke I almost died so I had to go outside my girlfriend was was petrified for me I was being over dramatic but it was more about like embarrassment I was like I don't want people to fucking see me like this <laughs> and Tommy was blowing cigarette smoke in my face I almost fucking headbutted him <laughs> But that's another story. I didn't see the the Joe Rogan interview with it's Connor. So, so when creepy. I woke up this morning and I saw, I literally thought I was like, "Wow, that's a good job, Photoshop." <laughs> I saw it on as shopped as it gets, which is the best fucking MMA Photoshop yeah. uh, account on Instagram by far. I saw it on the Photoshop app, and then I was like, "Wow, he did a really good job." It looks like Joe Rogan is actually sitting down next to him. And then later on, I saw like several other pictures. I was like, "Wait, he was sitting down." He did the same thing with Connor that he did with uh, the Sugar Show. When Sugar Show broke his ankle or his foot or whatever, I just like the one he was sharing his animal crackers with uh, Connor on the ground. Like, yeah, yeah. Or the other one, what was the one that I posted on Chop Sports today? Uh, uh, explaining to your bad kid why he's in timeout. We got Casual Dave in here waiting. Casual Dave, <laughs> Casual Dave in here waiting to record the Jersey Boys podcast on the blogging with the boys. With SB Nation, a shameless plug for our competitor, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> that Dave works for, even though he's an owner of Chop Sports, but we have reasons for that. And, he, and the know. best thing is, Dave is just as banged up as we are. Yeah, he just ate. So his his show is going to be just like ours. Like, we're here. And I'm sure that his <laughs> his showmates were probably also banged up from Vegas and L.A. or wherever they're, wherever they're out on the road doing comedy. So that should be fun. I would plug they'll go listen to it, but I'm not. You, you could probably end this by saying... Uh, Good always defeats evil. Oh, like shut up. Ooh. All those tweets bothered me. The Khabib one I get because Connor talked crazy shit about Khabib and the Steve A. Smith. I'm going to call him Steve now, by the way. He's not Steve, Steven. Steve Smith. When he talks about MMA, no he's Steve Smith, right? So when Steve Smith interviewed Connor, Khabib got ripped apart. So I understand Khabib throwing his little fucking tweets out there. But like Ben Askren, shut the fuck up, dude. You just got knocked out by Paul Paul, right? And I call him... Paul Paul, because that's, that's his, his new Twitter, Twitter handle. handle. Paul Paul. And Paul Paul, which I, I don't even want to give credence to because Tommy did in the opening, but enough is enough, bro. He just shut the fuck up. You tweeted. You're what not you getting the red panty night. You're not getting the red panty night. Enough is you enough. You might get Artem. That's the best that you're going to get. Um, I would love to see Artem. Artem would probably knock him the fuck out, honestly. He's going to get the Wish app version of Connor. Um, but yeah, Dos Anjos is 
stupid tweet too he said oh he made fun of me like when i had he had, you had a bruised foot it was like a small bone break and you you pulled out connor's bone was dangling out of his skin and he he didn't pull out he, he broke his bone in a fight so maybe he could think and sit on the internet eh, no connor's never going to stop talking shit about dos años so i guess you could kind of say karma was against connor oh shut yeah. the fuck up with this karma thing you guys do, if you really want to fucking hear me out on karma we <laughs> I, Hawaii Mike, I know that was a troll job because he he's too smart. I've known him a long time. He's too smart to actually know that that the. Once you give us an in on something that really bothers you, all of us take it to that next level. Especially yeah, Mike, yeah, especially yeah. Mike. You know why? Because he's in Hawaii, <laughs> and he could do that because he has more time on his hands than anybody. All right, so that's time for our plugs because I'm done. Unless Scoop, you have something. Oh, yeah, I always throw in a couple random things at the end. So uh, Sterling Peter Yan too. Coming up, probably what September? I think October. October sounds good. Um, and the and we're talking about marijuana. Uh, CM Punk is now O and one with one no contest because Mike Jackson was uh, tested positive for marijuana four years later, three years later. Yeah, well. So Mike Jackson's be, also so. Mike Jackson's also the fucking photographer for LFA. He's he's about as useful well, as the ball. Thanks boy. for that pointless. Uh, Interjection scoop. That's why I'm here. Thank you very much. I'll probably edit it out. No, no. I actually won't because I say every time I say I'm going to edit something out. Fingers up behind scoop. Yeah, because Dave (laughs) needs to start his episode. So we're going to do our plugs now. So Monday, we got us. So listen to us. You're already listening to us. Tuesday, we got Pretender to Contender in the Jimmy Palumbo show and Squeaky Bum Time, which is on Tuesdays and Fridays. Shout out to Italy. They just won the Euros on Shout out to Dave. Coming in second place for right. the uh, squeaky bum. We already time shouted shit. Dave out on that. I'm pretty sure on this episode. I'm not sure if that was the first one or the second one. So. No, we didn't. We didn't shout him out for winning that. Yeah, we did. That was the first one. Oh, so we edited that. We got it. All right. So yeah. yeah, take one. We shouted out Dave, and then <laughs> so shout out to Dave for the third time. All right. <laughs> Wednesday we have Chart Choppers with Alan Austin. Thursday we have I'm Your Football Team with Keith Ernst. And till Mets do us part with John Sapinaro and Matt Ibanez. Ibby, my boy. Um, we got football season coming up. We have a lot of big things happening. We got the sauce coming in and putting on some live shows. And guys, we got the fucking chopsportsmedia.com. Check out the website. There's going to be blogs. Scoop's got some blogs. We got AJ writing his blogs, which I'm definitely shutting down the betting blog. I've made that decision, and I'll explain why to AJ and you, Dave, um, tomorrow or after I'm done recording this episode. Um, Tommy, I know you got some plugs as, as well. All right, everybody, head over to www.fightbookmma.com where you can get all of your combat sports, pro wrestling, health and fitness needs, uh, you know, all the articles that are going to be written about what just basically transpired this weekend and all of the uh, combat sports organizations uh, around the world. We just need to end this because we're all ready to fucking die. Scoop, hit the fucking button, bro. Thank you. That was by far the worst episode that we've Yeah, it done was ever. awful. But we're going to put it out, and usually I can make some, some good things with the others. Don't, end the, fucking, don't end the fucking music until it's done playing, because last week it cut off too soon. I think that was the editing. No, I tried to fucking... Fight night this weekend. I couldn't. Fight night. Yeah, usually our episodes where we feel like it's just complete shit are the ones that do the best. So. I know. Islam. What is that? Christianity. Judaism? Buddhism. I wouldn't say the the well. I wouldn't say it's the the the. the <laughs>